Hello, welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 325. Mary wept over the feet of Jesus. Prostitution and religious obedience in the Bible. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. <laughs> uh, I got swept up in that. I didn't do the joke I wanted to do. Oh, oh, oh. do you want to try it now? Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, intro reboot. Yeah. Uh, let, let me do the music. Huh? Okay. Let me do the music. Yeah. Hello! Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 325. Mary wept over the dick of Jesus. <laughs> My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. <laughs> you say that. Because, as he points out a couple times in the afterward, mm-hmm. um, there is supposedly a thing where I didn't know that. I did not either. But apparently, uh, feet is sometimes used as a euphemism for penis in the Bible. Yep. And washing your feet is sometimes a euphemism for getting your dick wet. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which really takes on a whole new connotation. Whenever you hear about, like, the Pope going to wash the feet of the poor right? or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good that he does that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the poor need to get laid, too. <laughs> oh, I also totally forgot to mention, this is the latest graphic novel by a Chester Brown. Yeah. Mr. Chester Brown. Yeah. Who, uh, we, we did a, a book a couple years ago. I can't remember how long. But, it's been a uh, while. Yeah. Yeah. I know in in one of the text pieces in this, he mentions that it was published in 2011. Yeah. Which doesn't seem that long ago, but it's still like five years ago. Yeah, it might have been five years ago when we reviewed that. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I picked it fairly, you know. Right, yeah, it seems know. like a thing you would do. Right. But it, but it also, like, it's weird. I don't, I don't remember my review of that book, but I, I don't feel like I loved it that much. Mm-hmm. But I still remember it, like. Oh, yeah. Pretty in-depthly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's a word. Yeah, it is. Okay. Sure, in-depthly. It, 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 it definitely is. I don't, I don't I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we were just talking about the feet thing and the penis thing, and, and, like, I didn't really notice it until just now I'm sitting here staring at the cover of the book, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, on the cover there's, like, this image of, of feet mm-hmm. in the middle, and I never noticed that it kind of looks like like the frame around it kind of looks like a vagina. Oh, I totally noticed that. Yeah, right offhand. It's a like there's a penis inside of a vagina on the cover. Yep. Basically. Yep. If you know metaphor, like metaphorically, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I I totally noticed that, and then uh, every chapter heading. See, is I, also, d- I did notice yeah. that. Like that's what made me think about it now, because like all the chapter titles have that same like oval vaginal shaped. Right. Um you know, title graphic design. Yeah. But I never noticed it on the cover before that there's feet inside of one of those. Right, so right. That's kind of... Well, the, the framing on this one is also a little more ornate. Oh, yeah. Including a clitoris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bible is the clitoris. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the snakes are straight pubic hairs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It happens. Yeah. And the word prostitution is the butthole. <laughs> I think Chester Brown is the butthole and prostitution is the taint. Okay. <laughs> well, 
we've just summed up the new graphic novel by Chester Brown. We gave an enlightening uh, uh, retort to the questions that he brings up. Sure. <laughs> we're smart. Yeah, we're smart. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't even know where to begin here. Okay, so it's... Okay, so you mentioned, you know, paying for it. Sure. Um, Like five years ago, Chester Brown put out a book where he... Revealed that he's a, a, a John. He, uh, that's all he does is, as far as, like, sexual activity is have sex with, um, a single prostitute right. now. Um, he yeah. started off with many, but he's been monogamous with a prostitute for over a decade. Uh, according to this book, because he mentions it in one of the many, many text pieces, <laughs> uh, that he's been with her for like 11 years. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, you know. It's a unique relationship. Sure. Seems like a lot of wasted money. But if it, hey, if it works, it I works. guess, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, but coming from that, you know, like he decided to do, well, he decided to do a mini comic because you read that afterward thing yeah. where he talks about, um, he wanted to do the tale of the talents. Right. It's a parable in the Bible where three different slaves yes. are given, um, portions of their master's wealth right. while he goes away for a couple of years. Um, so he wanted to do a comic adaptation of that. And then he decided to also include a comic adaptation of the story of the prodigal son because he thought they both kind of fit together. Sure. And then it just kept snowballing where he's like, well, it'd also be cool with this and this and this. Right. So he did this entire book about, um, different things that he thinks from, you know, he sees from the Bible that as they pertain to prostitution. Right. Which is something that you could either say he's obsessed with, or, I would say, or he's fascinated with, depending on how you want to look at it. I think there's a very fine line between the two. Well, that's true. And, and yeah. given his personal history, I would say that it ventures into the obsessed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I, but I also feel like anything that that you're like kind of all about and like that society does frown upon. I could see how you would want to do, like, you know, you would have a lot of, especially as an artist, a lot of comments to make about that. Right. Yeah. Well, I get that. So. That, that still, you know, borders into the, the obsessive. It does. Yeah. It does. And I, I, but, you know, I, I think you could say that for, like you said, for like anyone who has like a particular, you know, lifestyle or, or fascination with something. Right. That, you know. Not a lot of people know about, you right. know, that, you know, again, yeah, if you're an artist, then yeah, you definitely want to try to spread the word about that as much sure. as possible, your yeah. point of view of it, anyway. Especially if it's something like, apparently, you know, he feels really strongly that, um, not only does the Bible actually give evidence that God and Jesus, um, are kind of all about prostitution. Right. They're like, hey, it's cool. Sure. And, uh, and not only that, but, um, He's, he's also trying to say that people who aren't necessarily religious have this stigma about prostitution and they want to say it's just because it's bad, but he's trying to say it's because, um, you know, biblical writers kind of forced it upon people and it became part of right. the consciousness, even though all these people who are kind of anti-Bible would, would kind of be upset to think that their, their reasoning is actually based on you know, some sort of Christian doctrine right. that, you know, they, you know, they don't think, they don't think that they're influenced by. Right. Uh, the only 
problem that I have with that is that he doesn't actually use any of his comics to get that point across. Right. Like, that's all in the hundred pages of notes right. that he has. Uh, which is basically like reading a novel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, novella, I guess. Because uh, the comic itself, like, like all the stories, it's not, there's not a lot to them. Like, they're, they're very short for the most part. Right. It's pretty quick to read. There's like maybe two, three panels per page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, you know, by the end of it, you know, you, like you start it and it feels like you're just reading these sort of random Bible stories yeah. that, that he picked. But then, you know, even by the end, you know, without reading any of the text, like you can feel that there's some sort of narrative happening. Right. You, there's a common thread. Right. That starts to emerge. And it's not all just about prostitution either. No, no. A lot of it, like it says in the byline and religious obedience in the Bible. And, right. And that's kind of his thing with this. Yeah. Because to me, I feel like that is the thing that stood out the most. Yeah. Uh, like the prostitution stuff almost just felt like, you know, only because of who he is. Right. You know, like, like yeah. it doesn't even feel like it was necessary to this. Right. To, yeah. to be a thing. You know, you know, putting aside whether, you know, our... our opinions on whether we enjoyed it or not, you know, like as a narrative, like, yeah, it just kind of almost felt tacked on. The prostitution stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I've never been with a prostitute, but I have no, I have no qualms about it. I don't either. Like, I don't think it should be illegal. I think it, you know. Right. Seems like a zesty, like fun little job. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, but, uh, so like, I couldn't relate to as much of that, but I do really relate to um, the stories where it's it's talking about um, you know the merits of blindly obedience, right. uh, blindly uh, obeying uh, a god, and also you know what life is all about, like what what you consider a reward, mm-hmm. um, whether it's you know like you know that you do a good job or that you actually experience life and enjoy it. Right. You know, I I really related to those things. I took. A lot of stuff out of that while while reading it, because you know, a, as a society, we're all just sort of it's ground into us, religious or not. Because you know, I would say you know, I'm mostly an atheist for the most part. Sure, uh, and I, I know you you have a, a, a strong faith. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah, I mean, you're not preachy about it ever no. you're never in anyone's face but it's your own personal belief and yeah. i totally respect that and kind of the way i feel is that you know that's kind of the way it should be it, you know should be your own thing right yeah. you know make of it what you will uh but you know just as you know looking at the bible as like a, a fable for like you know how to sort of live your life and and, and be a good person or whatever you know, it just, uh, there's a lot of this that I, like, got to heart, and a lot of it was that, you know, man, you know, I am pretty much just always going with the flow, and, and just, you know, doing what I'm told, you know, you get up, you go to work, you do everything that you're supposed to, you get, you know, rewarded for it by, right. you know, getting paid, and then, you know, 
it's all part of a like a very cyclical existence, right? Thing. And it's something that is is ingrained into you, like from from very young, you know. And you know, for for someone like me who you know does not enjoy leaving the house or you know uh, doing much of anything or having new experiences, you know, because because I'm mostly just afraid. Mm-hmm. Like like it really spoke to me. It was like, fuck, what am I doing? Right? You know, well, like, that's like a, I sh- that's cool. should be doing more. You mean sex with prostitutes? Sex with prostitutes, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> right? And I really took to heart that I should probably uh, find someone else's money and then spend all of it. Yeah. And get rewarded. That, I, see, that that's the moral I learned. From I, that. I love that story, actually. <laughs> actually, no, I really do love the story of the talents. Um, and apparently so does Chester Brown, because he talks about it a lot throughout his notes. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a really interesting it story, is. especially so because of the different interpretations. Right. Um, because apparently he, he's saying um, there's an Aramaic version of the story that predates the Bible um, in a book called The Gospel of the Nazarene. Something like that. Yeah. Or something like that. Or the Gospel of Thomas? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. And uh, But basically he's saying in that story... You know, the, the whole purpose is, is to say, you know, out of the three slaves, you know, one of them buried his portion of the, of the money and just didn't do anything with it. Right. And returned to the, he was just, protecting it. Yeah. He was like, he's like, I'm just going to hide this. And when the master gets back, you know, he gets it all back. Yep. All my version, all my portion. And then the other guy, um, invested it and doubled the money. Right. And the third guy just spent it all in horrors. Yep. Um, and apparently, players. <laughs> right. Well, you gotta have some music when you're sure. making love. I mean, if Prince taught us anything, R.I.P. Yeah, Tom and Africa. But so, speaking of an evil god, you took Prince, right? Well, it's because we were blaspheming reading this book with the the word Jesus and a vagina around the cover. Sure, yeah. So he, he smacked us down, but yeah, Chester Brown's taken away. Prince is dead. He took the purple prophet from us. <laughs> So in the in the actual Bible though, apparently the talent story is rewritten or edited or censored, whatever you want to call it, right. in such a way that the guy that doesn't or, or no one spends money on horrors and flutes. Right. He the, just like two cheating. guys. They both invest the money and yeah. both get the same reaction basically. Which does seem kinda like It's bad writing. It's it's either <laughs> yeah, it's either like bad writing to have you know, why not just have two dudes then? Right. Instead exactly. of three. Yep. Um or, or, like, um, unless they were trying to say, like, you know, well, see, this is what most people would do, this exact same thing. Right. But, um, but I like, I like the idea, and I can't really see much flaw in the logic that apparently, you know, that story, you know, was different before it was put in right. the Bible. Like, all of his extensive notes kind of make you think. Right. Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, it, I don't think it's, you know, not in common knowledge that, you know, the Bible has been written and rewritten and, you know, changed to, you know, suit specific culture or needs or whatever. Or whoever's in power or whatever. Exactly. So, you know, uh, which also I think should kind of, you know, maybe put, make people not put so much stock into it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like... Like you mentioned earlier, I'm I consider myself religious and faith based right. thinking, but I have a friend who's just staunch Christian, right. and he's been trying to get me to go to church with him. And like a year ago, 
he was telling me, you know, he's like, well, you really need to be in church. Like, that's kind of a key part of it. And I was like, I don't really, yeah. like, I, the Bible and church don't really mean that much to me. And I tried to explain it to him in a way that made sense, but I think I ended up offending him because I actually haven't heard back from him since. <laughs> but I, I told him, I said, I think the Bible is kind of like a collection of Ziggy cartoon strips yeah. where uh, every once in a while you see something in there and you're like, hey, that's right. cool. That makes sense. And that makes you think and that's positive. And then the rest of it's all shit. Yeah. And, and like, that's kind of how I described my feeling on the Bible to him. And, you know, and that's what I think. Like, it's written by so many different people. Exactly. And they, and so many of them have their own agendas. Like, like he mentions Paul and right. um, was very uber Christian, but, and not, but not like Christ Christian, but like what people think of today as like Christian. Like, right. Well, basically he took like the teachings of Christ and then took them to like their, what would today kind of be like the extreme, like conservative view of Christianity. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he didn't really get like the whole parable metaphor thing. Exactly. Like he was more like, well, this is bad and this is against the law, so this is Jesus. Right. And, and that's kind of, you know, one of those things that, you know, like he talked about a lot in his notes and it's, you know, something that made me kind of, not rethink my views on, on Christianity or the Bible, because I'm sure that there probably was a Jesus that lived. Right. Know, and, and, you know, you know, his life was probably recorded, you know, fairly closely. But, you know, these guys were also writers who wrote the Bible. Sure. They flourished things. Right. You know. Yeah. And then, as I said, you know, the Bible has also been changed so much down the oh, line, yeah. you know, that, uh, you can't really know exactly, you know, you should never take it uh, word for word, oh, yeah. you know, literally. Yeah, uh, like, even Chester Brown, he you know, says he calls himself a Christian, but he thinks, you know, a lot of people who call themselves Christians would not agree with him right. that he's a Christian because he thinks Jesus was a dude right? Um, that probably had a pretty close relationship with God, right? probably had a, you know, like a, like a deep faith that right. sort of opened his third eye kind of thing. I'm not talking about his penis. No, yeah. um, that would be his third feet. <laughs> his third feet, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but he, yeah, that's kind of what I've always thought is, like, it's probably a dude that just kind of said things that made sense, right. you know. And basically, you know, basically all he was doing was going around espousing, you know, compassion. Right. You know, in understanding and tolerance of everybody and, and just love, you know, love the people that you're around and, and don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. That's pretty much right. everything you can boil down to Jesus. Is yeah. Just don't be a dick. That should be like the quote on his tombstone. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, you know, yeah, like the, the, I don't think he was really the son of God. Probably didn't walk on water. No. Um, yeah. I mean, that would have been awesome if sure. he turned water into wine. Like, that's right. so cool. Well, he probably did, but it was just a long fermenting <laughs> fermentation right. process of, yeah. you know, how you actually make wine. That, I've always thought, like, it's probably one of those things where there was, like, a barrel of, of water and then at a party or something. And, and he was like, dude, check this out. I'm going to take that back out to the car. <laughs> and I brought this jug of this big old thing of wine. I'm going to replace it. And they're going to be like, dude, we're out of wine. He's like, no, dude, here's some more wine. And then, so the story just got embellished right, over yeah. the years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened. <laughs> he just like opened the hatchback of his Honda and rolled it into the, <laughs> rolled it into the party. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, like, I, I 
think nothing, uh, uh, I mean, I have nothing but respect for the, the man that probably was Jesus because right. he seems like a tolerant, peaceful, right. like kind of laid back dude. Right. And he was unfortunately, um, followed by a lot of mindless idiots. Right. Which, you know, uh, you know, and unfortunately today we, we get now like the, the extremism, you know, of Christianity, which, you know, is just, you know, so based on intolerance and, and oh yeah, you know, just like what happened, right? Know, how did that happen? It's such a one eighty, right? I mean, I remember for years, I I was like, well, you know, fuck religion and God and all that because it can't be good if people like my aunt and uncle who are like the most, you know, like racist, like homophobic morons, right? If if they're always talking about how how I should be in church and how I should read the Bible and you know they're always like, you know just like flaunting their religious beliefs. And I was like, I just want to distance myself as far as I can from sure. that mode of thinking. And and it's just ironic that, you know, they're out there trying, you know, in air quotes, trying to get people to, to embrace God. And they are the people that like turn people away from any sort of oh, faith yeah. in anything. Exactly. You know, and, and I'm, again, like my, my view of religion is that, you know, it's, it should be your own. You know, like, like, I'm, you know, if you want to go to church and if you want to, you know, worship, you know, and, and do all that stuff and read the Bible every day and, and, and follow the commandments to the T, you know, that that's fine. That's your own thing. And you, I don't think that people should push that on to other people. Right. You know, that, that's, that's your thing. That's personal. That's, that's, you know, how you get through your life. Sure. You know, and, and, you know, just because I'm struggling to get through my life doesn't mean that, you know, your magic guy in the sky with his, you know, book of, of you know, fables is going to get me through it any better. Right. Because it probably won't. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you live your life your way, I'll live it mine, and, you know, hey, I'm just fully embracing the fact that mine is failing. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure you'll find what works. Sure. Hopefully, at some point, I guess. I don't know. And it might be in a church, it, but it probably won't. Probably won't, you know? yeah. I mean, and, and again, you know, I don't have anything against, you know, whatever religion you believe in, you know, or, or whoever follows that religion. You know, just, again, don't, don't push it on me, yeah. you know. But, but I would also say that a lot of people don't. Yeah. You know, like, they just chill, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, you hear the loud, annoying people, and that's right. what you think of. Because they're the loud, annoying people. Exactly. Um, it's like internet uh, comments. You just usually hear the loud, annoying people. Right. But well, there's a lot yeah, of it's the, it's the assholes that catch your attention. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of. I, I'm. I actually know a lot of people that consider themselves Christians that aren't aren't jerks and they're not racist and they're not homophobic. Right. Um, they just kind of have their beliefs and they do their thing. Um, like personally, I, I, I like can't stand church. I've been in many churches. We went to church. Three times a week when I was a kid, and I—that's excessive. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Monday or Wednesday nights and twice on Sunday, and then the only time I've ever been in a church. What? Okay, hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the point of going twice on Sunday? I I know, right? And you go in the morning, and then you like you have lunch with like all the religious people, and then you go home and maybe nap, and then you know shower or whatever, and then you put on your clothes, like nice clothes again. And, Go back to church at night, and it was just—it was so much. You right. know? Yeah, I mean, 
uh, you know, my, my family, uh, I, I know my dad pretty much wrote off religion, you know, when he was young because his mom was super, super religious. And it was, I think he told me once that basically his mom forbade him to hang out with a friend of his because he was Jewish. And my dad was like, oh, okay, well then this isn't for me. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, right? <clears throat> and then I know my mom was uh, also raised uh, like a Roman Catholic, and I know, so I know she still has some sort of faith, but we have never been to church outside of like weddings and funerals. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Sunday mornings was for sleeping in and going to my mom's shop to clean. <laughs> and for my dad to mow and maybe watch some sports. See? Yeah. I mean, that's that, Sunday. And that's, you know, right. that's sort of some sort of communion there. Yeah. Right. But then, like, whenever, like, when I was young and my parents would, would go out of town or whatever, and I'd, I'd, they'd usually send me over, like, to across the street to the neighbor's house, who... We're the people that would go Wednesday nights and Sunday twice a day. That was you that came over? Yeah, it was me. Oh. And, like, I just remember, like, having to get up at, like, six in the morning on a Sunday to get dressed oh, to go to church. to get to Sunday school. Right. I'm like, why? Why yeah. are we doing this? Yeah, because we did Sunday school before, you know, the church thing. So, yeah, we had to be there, like, ten or whatever. Right. And do Sunday school and... Um, the sermon or whatever at noon. Right. And then I think you go back at like six at night or something. It's, yeah, I, I don't get it, but it was always just like, this isn't my life. This isn't what I do on right. a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, sorry for the no, uh, departure yeah. there. No, I mean, that's all based, that's all what this book is about is like, you know, rethinking, you know, just the things that are kind of set in stone of, of what it means to be religious or right. to have any sort of faith. Right. Because I don't know, like, even the word religious, I sort of have troubles with because whenever I think of, you know, religious people, it just turns me off. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for people like us, that I guess spiritual know, has, is a better word. Spiritual is definitely a better word. But then I don't I want what we're talking about. But then, you know, a lot of people think, you know, like, if you're talking about just spiritualness, you know, we're hippies obviously just hippies. Bullshit, right? But yeah, it's like, it's neither of those things for but me. But at it's, the same time, it kind of is, though. Because, I mean, if, if we're going with what we feel like Jesus would have been, he's a hippie. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like. In its purest form. It's true, yeah. but I feel like a lot of it, a lot of what I feel about religion is actually, you know, I don't know, like, like spiritual hippies to me, it's all the way they feel, Right. but I've thought about it a lot and I think a lot of thinking goes into the belief that I have. Um, not that I'm saying like, I'm smarter than a hippie, nah, well, but I'm just saying like, part, you know, except just, for your half hippiness. I am half hippie. Yeah. yeah. Waist down. <laughs> um. But I, I feel like talking about your feet. <laughs> but yeah, my feet all the way down to my. Feet. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I feel like you know when you think of the just you know spiritual people, it's all like you know this this whoa dude, right, I feel yeah. so. But you know I am spiritual, but I, I feel like you know I, I think about God and I think right, about right. faith, and and like I come to conclusions. Based on like how, how how I think about something and how I feel about it, right, right. So it's not so just basically a reasonable. I'm a reasonable hippie, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's you know the thing like saying religion and religious, you know, 
that word to us has, has been co-opted by basically, you know, like the sort of hateful Christians that, right. you know, make oh, people yeah. turn away from it. And, and spiritual has been co-opted sort of by the, the hippy-dippy, you know, sure. dancing in the moonlight, whatever crowd. It has. But, you know, uh, I think, you know, I think spiritual, the, the way the word should be meant, you know, is, is more like what you're talking about. I, I know I've definitely, like, turned off some of my friends when I say something. Like, even in my comics, I just, like, I used to just, like, thank God. Yeah. And then usually you. Yeah. Uh, um, in that order. Sure. Um Understandable. <laughs> and and I've definitely got comments from some of my more like punk rock or just atheist friends who are right. like, What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You know, right. like I thought you had a brain. And and I don't know. You I know, just, and that that's another thing that, that I kinda wanna bring up, you know, like because the, they're you're basically talking about the opposite of, you know, the sort of the hateful Christians. You're like the opposite of you know, that would be like the hateful, you know, atheists basically. Right. Where, you know, especially like punk rock people who are all supposed to, I guess not like the skinhead punk rockers, but, you know, <laughs> like, like it's all supposed to be about, you know, like, you know, a community or whatever. Right, and, yeah. you know, you should be more accepting about everyone, but, you know, there's still people that they will leave out. I, I, I can, I mean, I can totally get it though, because I remember being in that mood. And, sure, I, and yeah. I, I'm sure it'd be the same thing, like, if all of a sudden I just started wearing a business suit all the time, my punk rock friends would be like, what are you doing? You know, right. like it's as if anyone who, you know, does one thing that relates to people that they can't stand. Right. Um, like then they obviously, you know, just automatically lump you in with them. Like if I was wearing a business suit or talking about God, right. like all of a sudden I'm not the punk rock friend. I'm the enemy. Right. Um, so basically what you're saying is that this podcast, you've alienated all of your friends. I don't have any friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have numerous acquaintances. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm apparently an acquaintance. <laughs> well, no, I haven't alienated you. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> just, just all of my acquaintances. <laughs> um, no, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what I, okay. I, I, I love this book. Okay. Uh, and that's what I love about this book is it does kind of make you think and, um, but it, but it's also a really, awesome example of a cartoonist at his at his top of his game like right. he really knows how to tell a story and make simple drawings and characters right. that really depict what he's trying to show you um in a easily readable and interesting right uh, and oh, yeah, yeah we we've barely talked about the comic itself here uh you know, apologize for that but uh i honestly found the idea of this book far more fascinating than the execution of right. it. Yeah. Like, like, like I want to talk about all the other stuff around this book and not in the actual book. I think that's why his notes sections are so interesting. I read all the notes and afterward because he is such a meticulous researcher. Right. And he shows you everything. It's not just like, you know, it's in his brain and this comic is like the product of his thinking. It's like, here's the comic and the other half of the book is just, you know, right. him, him explaining where he derives, um, all of his information and thoughts. He, uh, I mean, I read, cause, cause when you handed me the book, uh, last week and I flipped through it and then all I saw was just text as I was flipping <laughs> through it. I was like, what in the fuck is this? Right. And, uh. Like, did Dave Sim write this? Right. And, uh, you even told me, you're like, well, 
there's like an afterword, you know, I'd recommend reading that, but like, you know, you can probably skip the notes. But, you know, like, I read, I didn't read all the notes, but I skimmed through most of it and I read a good chunk of here and there. Because a lot of it did seem repetitive at right. the too. Yeah. And all of it, like, a lot of it was just like, you know, him basically recalling notes that he made, like reading other books, right. you know, and some of his research. And it was interesting, but <clears throat> like, I was trying to pick out more of his own philosophical viewpoints through his notes. Sure. Uh, because to me, that was what I was more attracted to in this book. Because, mm-hmm. uh, well, like, you know, I, I'm not a religious guy. I'm, I'm, you know, I basically jump back and forth between atheism and agnosticism. Uh, but, the overall thing that I got from this book was that it did really make me rethink, you know, Christianity in general and, and, and views of God and, and, you know, his word and, and the word of Jesus. And how it's been changed over the years. Right, like, yeah. Like, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, especially since, like, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, good point. I mean, so many people, like, especially in my family that, that I know, um, call themselves Christians and, like, they, they're kind of, their life is sort of based on this thing and like they don't question it or even like study it or research it nearly as much as Jess Brown has. And their life is based on this thing that they don't even really fully understand or or even question. They just totally accept it. You know, it's not like they've tried to understand it and can't, they're just like, well, that's how it is. And my entire life is based on this. Like that's crazy to me. Super crazy. Uh, cause I mean, the, you know, we live in the real world, and and I would say that even you might agree with me that you know there is a lack of uh, the miraculous uh, in you know our everyday lives. Uh, so for that book to be full of so much stuff that that would be considered fantastical, you yeah. know, it's like, well, then why aren't these people just like worshiping you know the Dark Tower series by Stephen King? Right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Because cause I'm sure, like, in that book, he's probably got some moral characters who are, are the heroes that, you know, wind up having to make tough choices and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure... Like, all fiction should. <laughs> it just... I'm sure it boils down to fear. Um, people yeah. are afraid not to believe it. Right. You know? Which is really sad that, like, to, 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 you know, to worship a god that you actually just fear. Right. To me, that's, like, the saddest thing. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, because it's like, you know, yeah, they, they, their entire lives are just gripped by this fear that this, you know, giant man in the sky is going to, you know, punish them if they do something well, even remotely bad. Oh, yeah, he'll have them boiled alive for eternity. Right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and it's a subconscious fear for a lot of those people, too. I'm sure they, they don't even think about it at all. Right. But there's like, I just have to believe this and I have to do this because they're deep down they're just afraid that, you know, what if this is real? What right. if this is true? And like, it's, it's easier just to go through your life, um, not questioning that. Right. Just in case. Right. And, that, and that's crazy to me. It's that's super crazy. crazy. And, and then that so many of those people also just basically, you know, they, they blindly follow this one, you know, tenant of this book, but then also at times choose to ignore, you know, the real message of, you know, be good to each other. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it is a very contradictory book. Oh, I mean, sure. There are things yeah. in it that... Well, yeah. you know, you've got, you know, so many different writers that, that built the thing. Yeah. 
It'd be like it'd be like if you just sit down and said, "Who exactly is Superman?" Right. And like explain it. But then wait a minute. There's <clears throat> contradictions here. You know. It's, right. There's so many different writers. So that's why there's people who, for whatever reason, absolutely loved Batman v Superman. Right. You know, because they're just like, well, yeah. And, and but you know, it's not. Yeah. You know? That's Old Testament <laughs> Superman. Exactly. <laughs> He's smiting shit. Yep. Uh, but no, you know, just also, yeah, because because a lot of what this book does is is, you know, like the the two parables and, and even the uh, I think is it the first chapter is uh, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it tells the story of Cain and Abel, which even as a non-religious person, it's something that I was fairly familiar with. I thought right. Right. And, and, you know, I'm reading this. Mostly from Sandman comics. Well, probably. sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they are the, uh, the keepers of the, uh, the House yeah. of Mystery. Right. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like, I, I don't think I did ever know the full story of, of Cain and Abel yeah. until I read this. I, if I did, I had not retained it. Right. And, and you know, it is sort of this thing where, you know, I mean, uh, Abel was kind of a dick. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's, you know, disobeying, you know, the word of God and, and his own father and Cain is, you know, blindly following and, and God sort of doesn't reward Abel, but, you know, looks upon him with a little more favor because he's kind of being a rebel. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'll take your offering. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like this thing where it's like, well, God gave us free will. You know, if 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 God exists and He gave us free will, then you know we should be able to choose what we do with that, right? You know, and yeah, use it. Yeah, exactly. It's and, like and question things. Your car comes with a cup holder. Use the cup holder. Right. Yeah. Uh. But but yeah, it's all about you know questioning authority, really, even. Right. Because because not everyone in charge. A has your best interests in mind. Sure. And B knows what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Even if they think they have your best interests in mind. Exactly. And, and 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 like that is a really good way to start it in this book. Like the the start is the Cain and Abel thing. And it kinda you know, like that's the first, you know, story and it kinda gives you that, hey, maybe um God does reward you if you think outside the box. Right. And then there's all those stories in between that kind of focus around the prostitution. Sure. And at the very end of the book is the prodigal son story, which has both, it has the prostitution element, but it also comes back to brothers and, 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 and the, the whole like motif of, you know, Hey, maybe you are rewarded for going out there and living life and right. experiencing and risk. Things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, sadly is not a thing that I've done much, you know, and, and, and honestly, it did really make me think about, you know, my, my current position in my life and, and, uh, you know, honestly, like it almost felt like I was ready to build a religion based on this book. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is weird because I didn't like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's fine. You know, like, like I said, it's the, mostly the just sort of, ickiness of Chester Brown that gets me, I guess. It's hard for me to separate <laughs> him from his work, I guess, at this point. Do you think he's icky? A little bit. I mean, he seems, I mean, he seems like a nice guy. I'm and sure. He's, yeah. And he's monogamous. It's not like he's, you know. I know, but. It seems like a, an odd, but. Paying for it really colored my view of him. Right. Uh, Isn't it funny, though? Because, I mean, he wrote and drew every line and yeah. word in that. Yeah. So. Uh, but, I don't know. 
don't know. It's, it's, it's not because of him that, that you know, because I think he's a great artist and, and definitely an absolutely genius storyteller. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's so many just little subtle things. Right. Um, like little just looks on people's faces, and and there's a few things that made me laugh out loud. Like there were, uh, yeah, I had a couple of laugh out loud moments like, too. Like yeah. when the one guy returns with the goat to try for uh, <laughs> yeah. for is it, uh, tomorrow? Or, yeah, and and uh, and he's trying to find her, and he's like describing her. And he's like, right. she stands out here with the, the, and he's like holding his hands up, like <laughs> like he's holding two melons, and just like little things like that that you don't expect it's it's it kind of what it reminds me of is when you watch a david lynch movie and it's so like kind of dark and like dreamlike and all of a sudden there's like a fart joke right and like i just love that like when that's peppered in into something so serious it right. just it it means a lot more to me yeah. yeah i mean you know i don't want to say that i i dislike this book but you know it, i mean i don't think it's something i would ever want to read again but you know it was fine for what right. it is, and then I, I like, like I said, I like the the idea of this book more than I like the execution of this sure. book. And I like, I liked his point of view, like throughout the acknowledgement and through the notes. And I sort of wish maybe that had just been more incorporated into the graphic right. storytelling of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he comes across as saying, you know, and I might be wrong, or I might be. You know, overthinking some things. Right. Like, he, even, he mentions that. And then, yeah, he even says that, like, you know, well, I read, like, you know, these four different books, but, you know, the, this is sort of my own theory that I've put together of, of how this happened or, you know, this is the way the story was really yeah, told. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, it, it did really get me thinking more about, like, you know, just, just, uh, because... And it's weird because, you know, I suffer from, from a severe depression and and lately it has been a, a lot worse than it has been in a very long time uh, to, to the point where I almost felt like uh, last week I, I almost needed to be hospitalized. Uh, it's been really bad. And, you know, the one thing that people will tell you when you are in a depression is that, you know, like, oh, well, you just need to be more positive and then, you know, and then more positive things will happen to you. And, right. And, and as someone with depression, you know, your reaction to that usually is like, well, you don't get what's happening. Sure. You know, you don't understand. But he even says that in this book, like in, in one of his notes, and for whatever fucking reason, like, it kind of hit me. That, no. I mean he's maybe not wrong and like maybe people who have been telling me that are not entirely wrong they just, I mean, they just don't know how to articulate it in yeah. a way that's uh right and, i think i know what you're talking about because he says something about he says like those who like love life and they put in parentheses like god right um feel more uh love from life or from god right and and i was like yeah i mean i i can see that the, you know what you put out there is what comes what back get back yeah and, and uh, you know, and, but the thing is, you know, like with depression, you know, it, it is a chemical thing. Sure. You know, in your brain, oh. you know. So it's not like you decide what you're going to... Right, yeah. So, you know, it, it makes being able to do that a lot harder than, you know... Definitely. Someone who, who doesn't have that, but, you know, uh, it did honestly make me sort of rethink a lot of stuff. And then 
I don't think there's been very many comics that would ever do that, and especially one that I just kind of uh, thought was okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> that that is kind of kind of odd that a book that you just think is okay sort of had a a huge impact on the way you think about life in general. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that and that I think that speaks to um not. Like, I, I, I love Chester Brown as a cartoonist. He's sure. one of my favorites, like, one of my absolute favorites. But that also just speaks to him as a, I don't know, like a researcher and a note taker and a, like, a, a person who can explain right. things. Get like, across his thoughts and yeah. his feelings, you know, very well. Uh, if I was gonna, um, hire someone to research something for me, it would probably be Chester Brown. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's, Ah, yeah. It's very meticulous. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I thought the book was mostly just okay, but, you know, like I'm, I'm just, just everything else about the book just, just really struck a chord with me. Right. So I would definitely kind of recommend reading this. Right. Nice. Even though, like I, you know, just kind of felt lukewarm about it afterwards, but. Well, that's awesome. I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad you got something out of it. Yeah. I honestly, it's probably my favorite thing he's ever done. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I loved it. I, I mean, I, I was worried going into this, you know, because I saw this book on the shelf like two weeks ago at Mavericks, and I was <laughs> right. like, oh, well, there's Jason's next pick. <laughs> and it was. And I was just like, oh my god, religious stories and, and biblical adaptations. This is just going to be tedious, right? And tedious, and but it's not. It really isn't. It's it's a super quick read, and it is. Pretty entertaining for the most part. I, his drawing, I just love every panel. I love the way it's drawn. Yeah. You know, just like when he draws a guy walking up a ladder yeah. or, like, or yeah. whatever. Like, and it's so simple and it's so cartoonish, but it's right. just so well done. Like, like he knows how to distill the moments that are necessary to tell the story. Yeah, you yeah, know? and 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 yeah, he does have a very good style, and he is able also to make all of the different characters look unique yeah. and different. Right. And, and, I mean, you know, for, for all of them being mostly long-haired, bearded, you know, <laughs> right. Middle Eastern types. In black and white. In black and white. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? Oh, I lost it. Oh, uh, and, uh, there, there's actually a, a bonus comic, sort of. Oh, yeah. Like in the notes section. It's like a 20 page uh, book yeah. story. Yeah. About uh, the the character of Job from the Bible, and I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, uh, it confused me towards the end. Maybe yeah. I just didn't understand what he was trying to say with it. Uh, but like I liked it, and like his, even his notes to it sort of enhanced it a little bit by like he made up like the the very first couple pages of it to show Job the way he's described in, in the Bible. Oh, yeah. And it's basically him sort of, like, being Superman. Or Popeye. Or yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> just like, yuck. Uh, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, he turns it into, like, almost a superhero comic for, like, you know, a right. couple bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the men's artwork. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's weird that we, we both have, uh, you know, very different opinions on the book, but but I think we both Totally recommend it. Yeah, highly so. I, I feel like I was like, man, there's like one other thing I think I was going to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. So we'll just skip it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, very well done. Yeah. So 
this has to probably be our most serious and, and you know, uh, more philosophical episodes of the show that we've ever had. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, you know, yeah. we, we, we can, we can, we can think. think deep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird because, uh, like when, you know, when I was a teenager, mostly, you know, like, like in, in, you know, leaving high school and then in art school and all that, you know, I used to get into like long conversations with like my coworkers and friends about like, you know, God and religion and all that. And like, you know, like curious what people think and yeah, sussing out like where they come from right. and, and where I'm coming from. And, you know, cause for, I don't know how it happened, but like a lot of people thought like I worshiped Satan for mm. a while. I was like, I don't. Is it the pentagram tattoo on your forehead? I mean, it is, you know, probably, or the 666, uh, like, you know, that I have on the back of my neck. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that I greet everybody with Hail Satan. Right. You know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you worship <laughs> Satan. Exactly. Uh, but no, you know, like, a lot of people did think that of me, and I was like, well, no, because, like, I don't believe in God, so how could I believe in the devil? Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, but, like, I would still get in these conversations because it fascinated me. And, and, like, I had friends who were Mormons and, you know, Christians and, and Catholics. And uh, I wanted to know, you know, like, their viewpoints and, and how they feel about what they right. feel, you know. And, and Just to have an awareness. Right, yeah. And then, like, you know, I think I got into, like, my mid-20s or whatever. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Right. <laughs> I, I did remember... I know this relates nothing to what we were just, just talking about. Sure. But we were talking about his art. I've noticed, and I love this too, he sort of has this thing, and I don't think I picked up on it before, but I've, I looked at some of his old books and he's always doing it too. He, he draws a lot of things from like this strange angle. Like it's not. Like almost like a crane shot? Yeah, it's like a, yeah. yeah, it's not like a straight on, it's not like an above shot where yeah, you're like, yeah. you're looking down upon their heads from a, directly above, but it's like this, this like weird, Maybe like forty-five degree angle or something. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not exactly a bird's eye view, but you're definitely looking over the people, but you're not looking directly down on top of them. And, and he'll occasionally do, you know, a normal air quotes um, panel where it's like a complete side view of someone, and he uses that to kind of sweep in whenever they're saying something real personal and important. Right. But otherwise, it's everything looks kind of removed. Yeah. Because of that angle and that distance. Because it's not just an angle where, you know, you see their torso from that angle. It's like right. you see the entire body and the person, <clears throat> people around them. Kind of like, I don't know, like an old movie, you know, where there's a lot of crane shots or distance. Right. Like, I, I love that. How, like, he just has a unique, um, kind of way to depict things like right. that. Right. It's, it's very good storytelling. Yeah. You know, like, cause, I mean, there's nothing flashy about it, but he is, Telling you the story, right? You get it, you get everything that he is putting. Oh on yeah, the page. every beat is like perfectly yep. well done. I mean, he's master cartoonist. Yeah. Uh, the 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 only one other thing that I want to talk about is uh, before we maybe take a break here is uh, there is a story about Jesus in this one. Oh yeah. Uh, it's the only story that that has Jesus as a character in mm-hmm. it, and the one thing about it that I thought was neat in a way is that he doesn't actually draw Jesus. No, it's just a shadow. It's a shadow. He's a silhouette. Yeah. And then like he, he remains throughout the story but it, uh, he is never seen on panel. Right. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, especially and- because uh, you know, I, I 
there's a, a church nearby uh, in our region called the Solid Rock, Solid Rock Church. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they are more famous probably for having a, uh, at least a couple years ago, having a 50-foot uh, statue of Jesus that looked like it was made out of melting butter. <laughs> uh, yes. And it got struck down by lightning somehow. Yeah, right. And, and then, for whatever reason, they decided to, to build a new one. Uh, it is a, a gross church, I yeah, would say. Yeah. Very uh, off-putting. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they also have a giant, like, flashing billboard. Uh, oh, yeah, like a like, ticker thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the last couple weeks they have had one where, uh, like it's flashing, uh, words next to a picture. And the words are, do you know who I am? And it is a picture of uh, a very handsome, white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, bearded dude. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, some male model? Yeah, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what Jesus looked no, like. No, probably was, not. Yeah. Uh, you know, living in the Middle East and, you know, <laughs> ancient times. Yeah. I, yeah, I do respect that, that the, w- the way he chose to, to do that. And, I, and it's weird because I... Years and years ago, like, wow, 30 years ago, he was doing religious, um, short stories in the back of Yummy Fur. Okay. Kind of like, where he would, like, serialize his graphic novel, but in the back there would always be, like, an adaptation of, you know, Mark or Matthew or whatever. Okay. But, but he would have Jesus in there from time to time, and he would, you know, you know, draw his face all the time and right. depict him. Um, so it was strange to me that he chose now. Right. But, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. he was like, trying to make a point or Could something. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Interesting book. Yeah. Very yeah, it's published by uh, your friends over at Drawn and Quarterly. Yep. So check it out if you can find the copy. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Sure. All right. Devil. 
Hi. So, apologize to to the listener for for maybe getting a little dark there uh, towards the end or getting a little too real. I apologize, but uh, now we're on the uh, let's be total idiots section. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they're used to at least the idiots part by oh, now. Yeah. 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 So how you doing? I'm well, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm getting tired. Yeah. I had a long day. I did the uh, work. Well, what kind of work? I, I painted uh, the kitchen oh, of my house. Nice. Yeah. I mean, not solely me. Lindsay helped me. Um, or your, we, your lady. My lady. But we, yeah, we, we painted it together. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. Cause. What are you like both holding one brush? <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like <laughs> some weird version of the movie Ghost. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then I left to, uh, I took a nature walk today. Yeah. And I went back and did some more painting. A nature walk to hell? <laughs> nature trail to hell in 3D. <laughs> and, uh, I saw some animals and trees and water. And well, that's what happens in nature. Yeah. I saw a snake. Oh. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Did it attack you? It ran away from me because uh, I'm scary. Sure. Yeah. I'm frightened. And it was a tiny snake. It was like the size of like a, a drawing pen or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it just ran away. My, uh, or it didn't run. I guess it slithered. slithered yeah. here, here. Uh, unless it grew legs. Right. Evolution, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at my, my dad's house uh, not too long ago. And uh, he was telling me that uh, some sort of relative of his. I'm not sure if it was like a cousin or nephew or someone uh you know that he recently reconnected with uh sent him a bunch of photos and he was like you want to take a look at them and so we looked at them and they were all like nature photos basically cool and man they were stunning yeah yeah and and all of it was also just kind of like it was like a praying mantis eating you know some sort of insect oh wow yeah it was just like you know a lot of other animals attacking some sort of other animal <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you know, but but he was able to like you know basically get right up in there and and take the picture. Nice. And, That's awesome. And then this guy is like he's a railroad conductor, so you know he's not a professional photographer, but wow. man, they looked super professional. Like he was just able to capture like the right moments, right? And colors and and everything about it. That's sweet. But yeah, just looking at like all the, the especially the the creature ones, there's just like man, the world is full of monsters. Yeah, <laughs> our bodies are full of monsters. That too, yeah. We're yeah. gross. My my cousin, I went on the walk with my cousin. And he was like he had a quato. A what? A quato? What does that mean? Is that Spanish? No, it's it's uh, the the uh, little deformed baby man that came out of uh, that guy's chest in uh, Total Recall. Oh, <laughs> he did not have a quato. Okay, <laughs> but but he was he mentioned he was like ah oh, we should have brought my camera because we saw like. Yeah, like that snake, and there's like this giant, like red speckled mushroom protruding out of a tree, like four feet up the side of the tree, and like, uh, and you know, like just cool effects in the water, and like this. Did you, did you run up to the mushroom and punch it? <laughs> no, I, I ate a big chunk. Of oh, okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> did did it make it bigger? <laughs> it did. <laughs> and then I shot fireballs. No, sure. that was when I picked up the flower. But we saw this tree. We like stood on the the like trunk of it because it was it was like all warped and wrapped around, and kind of went over the 
edge of the the water and it was so huge like it, it has to have been like at least hundreds of years old i don't know right. i mean it was huge it was so thick and you know like you're walking on it before right. you even get to the the main section of it and it was it was crazy huh. yeah and and, and uh, he didn't have like his phone at least or anything. I I think he has he has he's like me. He has a tiny like uh, crappy. Okay. I think he actually just has like a track phone, so okay. I don't know if it takes pictures. But and I didn't offer to take pictures. I was you dick weird. I just fear of modern technology I, people. I just wanted to immerse myself into the, the experience nah, instead of document. Yeah, you know. It's weird because I do have a big fancy phone, but you know, like I'm, I'm not a guy that ever thinks to like take out it, take it out, and like just take pictures of things, right? You know, or like you know, oh wait, I'm always just gonna have this out and just yeah. take all the pictures around me, film little videos. Right, and, right. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't do that. I don't get that. I don't think I'm quick enough to do that anyway. <laughs> I'm sure we couldn't have, saw, you know, filmed the snake. Right. We yeah. could have filmed the mushroom. The mushroom was slow enough for us. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That was our speed. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. That's and then did some more, and I went home and did some more painting. Sure. So, yeah, I'm tired. Uh, I'm probably, sorry. Probably will sleep well tonight. Yeah, probably. Todd, how are you? I'm all right. Uh-huh. I'm, like I said uh, earlier, I haven't had the, the best couple of weeks, but you know, I think I'm maybe coming out of the other side of it. I don't know, but, you know. That's good. You know, and, and oddly enough, that this book kind of, help that a little, mm-hmm. which is weird, but it's yeah, cool. Just maintaining to, to try to get by, yeah. Uh, doing, doing a lot of drawing when I can. That's good. Uh, cause, cause I got, got some stuff coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I think, yeah, by the time this episode is gonna be released, will be the week before Free Comic Book Day. Oh yeah. May 7th. Or a week of, anyway. So yeah, May 7th, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be making a personal appearance at a, at a comic book store. Yeah. And I'm gonna do some free sketches. That's awesome. And, uh, I'm also, so I'm kind of building a backlog of sketches just to have. Like, you know, just in case anybody wants a sketch, but, you know, they're not gonna wanna spend 20 minutes hanging out in a dirty comic shop. Okay. <laughs> Uh, especially when they're only allowed to get like two, three free comics. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'll also be doing sketches there. But yeah, I'm going to be at Mavericks Cards and Comics. I've heard of that. Yeah. From, uh, 10 to 2. Cool. Yeah. On Saturday, May 7th. Saturday, May 7th. Free comic book day. Come on out. Come on out. Get some free comic books and then, uh, get some free sketches and then, uh, maybe buy a comic <laughs> since you're getting a bunch for free. See, that would be nice. Yeah. A little give and take. Yeah, and, and you're having a good sale. We're having yeah, a lot of big sale, like 50% off trade paperbacks and you know, discounts on everything, right. one percentage or another. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you currently have a like a couple of boxes of 50% off Essential Marvel trades. Mm-hmm. Are those an extra 50% off? <laughs> no, no, it caps at 50%. Because <laughs> all of our trades are normally 25% off, right. and they're not like 50% of that discount. Sure. They're just, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I, I hand stamped every single comic that were given out for Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. At least the ones, like some of them don't actually have a spot to stamp them, but most of them do yeah. to put your store stamp. And we had thousands of them. Really? And, and I hand stamped 
Every single one of them. Nice. Because we were slow one day and I was working. Yeah. So. So you did work. I did work. Your yeah. job. I, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> doubting the fact that I, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can come and get a book hand stamped by me is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's pretty you know, awesome. You know. It's almost like having you autograph it. Whenever I get famous, I'm just going to have a stamp. I think <laughs> when people come up to my table, I'll just stamp my autograph so yeah, I don't have to waste nice. time signing. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your, uh, I know, uh, what are your rules for free comic book day with the free comics? Oh, you have to keep your pants on. Okay. During oh, the, yeah. I'm, I'm no, out. you don't. You're a guest. Oh, okay. You're a guest. Sweet. I'm talking about just people that are the roaming in. Okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one will know. You live behind the table That's or something. Sure. Yeah. I'll bring a tablecloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. Rules. Yeah, like, you know, like, like, people can't just come in and grab every free comic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we limit it because there's so many people now, like, it's bigger every year, and we, you know, we do buy them, so we limit yeah, it to... Yeah, they're free to customers, they're not free to the stores. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're pretty cheap. Right. I mean, most of them are less than 30 cents, um, but it adds up, because, like I said, we have thousands. Right. So, you know, we spend hundreds of dollars on these free comics, so we, you know, like most stores, we set a limit. Ours is three per person. Okay. But, you know, if you come in with your six kids, you know, you can leave with 21 comics. Sure. You know? right. So, um, so have lots of kids, people. Yeah. So that's what the world means. In the next couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Um, actually, premature, uh, babies only get two comics oh, per okay. person. Yeah. So that was, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, uh, well, will, will I, as a guest, be able to pick up a free comic? Three, too? three comics. Yeah, Sweet. nice. Yeah. I'm gonna take three myself. There's, okay. I forget what it is, but there's a book that has some Thomas Gold artwork, and oh, I yeah. love Thomas Gold. He's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I forget. Uh, there's, there's a Love and Rockets, and I don't know. There's a few things that look good. Yeah, I know, because, uh, because I, I do most of my comic shopping through the uh, the Discount Comic Book Service website, mm-hmm. uh, and then they, you know. Every year, you know, like, hey, it's free comic book day. You can pick, you know, this many books or whatever. And I think this year for me it was three. Uh, but, you know, I'll see which ones I, I got from there. And uh, then I'll see which ones Mavericks will get. I mean, that's what most people do. They hit every shop in their sure. area. Because, yeah. um, yeah. like, Dayton has a ton of shops. We and, do. I mean, there's, like, there's as many in our small little area as there are in, like, Chicago. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, when Fearless Readers was, like, an actual store... There are three comic shops a five-minute drive away from me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, it's hard to sustain, but... Um, no, there's only two, but still. Yeah. But, you know, drive a little further out, and there's like two or three more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah in every direction. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot for the amount of pop, you know, population that we have here. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so you can, you know, if you are in the area... It's unsustainable. Right. <laughs> Unless you're the juggernaut that is Mavericks. Been there since 83. Hey, are, are you the, the most senior comic shop in the area? Um, the bookery? Gosh, I think the bookery is older than us. Um, Maybe Darkstar? I think Darkstar was after Mavericks. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Bonnets, obviously, has been there longer. Yeah, I don't consider that a comic shop. They, I mean, they have comics, but yeah, it's old comics. Old comics. And they're yeah. all, they've got stickers on them, and they Stamps all look like someone has been, uh, you know. Smoking weed on top right, of them. Yeah. Right, yeah. I love that store. Oh, it's I, a great store. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, yeah no new comics. Then. 
because yeah, I, was, I was talking with our friend Matt Bradfield the other day about, you know, buying back issues of stuff and whatever. And, you know, he and, and our friend Joe are kind of like, you know, they're very picky about the types of back issues that they buy. You know, I'm like, you know, when I decided that I wanted to buy every issue of the X-Men, you know, I would say that I bought at least 30% of my collection from Bonnets. Right. And they were all in horrible condition. With those big stamps. And, and I didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I Mine is, as long as they're not like... You know, like wet, or, right. or have the, they haven't been wet? So right. like they're all discolored, and I feel like you know I can't read it in bed without getting the disease. Exactly. Um, I'm fine. You know, as long as the cover's attached, and I don't think I'm gonna get a tet- tetanus shot because I read a comic. <laughs> um, I don't mind if there's like stamps or like tears or or, or, or even somebody's signature in it. You exactly. know, like yeah. I don't mean like the artist, but like yeah, yeah. you know, like Jimmy. Right. You know? <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I've, I've found some gems at, at Bonnets before. I found, like, back when it was hugely in demand, uh, and, and, like, you know, just, just a rarity was the, uh, Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly, uh, Frank, uh, Flex Metallic series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Couldn't find it anywhere for, at least not for a decent price. Found all four issues at Bonnets, bought them all for $2. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, they're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So occasionally. You know. Oh yeah, I found some great stuff there. And right. and it's not necessarily stuff that like that that is like you know, sought after, but just like random weird stuff that I've never even heard of. Right. I'm like, what is this? And I'll and it's like an eighties comic, like yeah. a alternative comic I've never seen. And yeah, they have weird stuff that shows up there. Yeah. And it's it's like one of the oldest family owned bookstores in the in the nation. Oh. Um it's been there like ah jeez, seventy five years or something. Wow. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a creepy little store. Yeah. You always feel like if you're inside of there and a fire happens, you're fucked. You are dead. Yeah. I mean, there's one way out and it's like cramped. Yeah. And it's, and like, it's full of paper. It's like 3,000 square feet and made out of wood and made out of wood and old paper. Yep. And it's like a really long, narrow store. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a square. No. Yeah. It's, you know, so yeah, the fire happens. Yes. Yeah, yep. Just sit down with a comic. Yep, pretty much. It. Yep. Till you're dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're in the area in the free comic book day, stop by Mavericks. Stop by Mavericks, get a free sketch, get some free comics, buy buy something on a super discounted sale. Yeah. Uh, don't buy magic cards. They'll be discounted too. Oh, fuck. And then if you're not in Dayton, you know, which is unfortunate because you, know, sure. you won't be able to get your free sketch, but, you know, in case you don't know this, because apparently some people don't. It, you know, it is a national thing, like really? free comic book day. People don't know. Some that. people still don't know. Like they, they come in Mavericks, and like so. It's just you guys doing that, or who's doing? Huh. Like it still happens. Um, yeah, every comic shop, you know, give or take the ones that don't really. If if there's a comic shop near you and they're not doing free comic day, something's wrong. Something's wrong. They're not being a good comic shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not doing it right. So yeah, go to wherever you frequent. To get your comics, or yeah. and if you don't, there I believe there's a website. I don't know it offhand, but uh, Google. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, there is a, an actual website that will tell you which comic shops are near you. Yeah. I think it's comicbooklocator.com. Yeah. Yep. Something That's, like that. that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, I know back in the late '90s there used to be a 1-800 number you could call. Wow. Yep. There's just a guy. So he's like, I think it was a recording. Yeah. I like to think of it as just a guy. I, I would hope that it was just a guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> You want to read some, like, uh, Annie, or what? What do you want? Uh, Rob Liefeld stuff? What do you need? I'll tell you where to go. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah. If you don't read comics, maybe that would be a good day to start. Exactly. I mean, you can't go wrong with free. Mm-hmm. And, and there's going to be something for everyone, no matter what your taste is. Oh, sure, yeah. It's pretty eclectic. Like, when it first started, I think it was a lot more, like, just kid-friendly. Right. I mean, and there's a lot of kid-friendly comics, like sure. SpongeBob and whatnot, Sonic the Hedgehog, but... Well, that's fair, you know, because cause kids got to get in comics. Oh, yeah. But, there, but it's such a, you know, such a plethora now. Right. I mean, it's so diverse. I know. I've gotten, like, uh, like... 2000 AD puts out like a free comic every year. Uh, I remember one year, I think it was Archaea. Uh, they put out like a hardcover book. Yeah. Was pretty awesome. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, you can find pretty much any, any genre, any, any type of story, superheroes, kids stuff, the horror, sci-fi, drama, autobiographical, anything like that. Oh yeah. There's always at least one thing out there that represents Everything that comic can do. But show up early. Oh, yeah. Or you, all you're going to have is Spider-Man and Batman. Pretty much, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, people order the quantities they want, and they're like, well, I'll order a shitload of the Avengers and right, Batman. Yeah. But, um, you know, they don't probably order more than 10 of Love and Rockets. Like, we get, like, 10 Love and Rockets and, like, 200 Spider-Mans. Right. You know, so. Uh, yeah. And, and, again, though, you know, so many comic stores around, you can probably hit all of them and at least get everything that you're looking for. Sure. Yeah. Right. But uh, when you do it, spend some money, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> couple bucks, whatever. Yeah, right. You know, I'm buy a comic. Buy a comic that, that is not free. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Hey, you know, some comic stores, they, they have, like, you know, quarter boxes out. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Because also, you may discover something else that you like, too. Sure. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah me too. This is uh, my first time uh, ever being a guest at Mavericks at uh, on Free Comic Day. Really? Yeah. Is it? So the last one you did was like one of our sales or something. Yeah, like Black uh, Friday, Black Friday or something. Friday, okay. Or was there a New Year's one I did? I think maybe I did like two hours and then said fuck this and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody hangs out on New Year's at a comic yeah, shop. I know. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it was Black Friday, but yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've I've uh, I've stopped in at Mavericks a couple times to to pick up a free comic or two, but I'm usually never there more than five ten minutes, and I'm usually there late, so that uh, all the co- the good stuff is already yeah. gone. Yeah. You know, we do have uh like a reserve though. When we run out, <clears throat> we've got a few hundred comics that we're gonna give away if we yeah. need to, like just stuff that, and, and it's not all. Like terrible stuff, right, right? But a lot of it is stuff that we just are way overstocked on. Sure. So, yeah. so yeah. Even once we run out, you'll still be all right, yeah. kids. Come on in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to being there and, and uh, hopefully giving some people some some mediocre drawings. So, hey, you get what you pay for, people. <laughs> uh, well, you know that you know that's Mavericks is getting what it's paying for mm-hmm. for you know <laughs> having a guest, right? <laughs> Well, you know, that's what we gotta do. <laughs> no, we're excited to have you. I'm glad. So, yeah. yeah fun. Good times. Good, Good times. times. Hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, is there, is there a movie I'm gonna watch soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had like two in mind, and I think I've, I think I know which one I'm gonna pick. Um, one's 
they're both like kind of noir movies, and one's a really old one, and one's a really new one. Okay. I think I'm going to pick the old one. All right. Because ha- we haven't watched an old... It's a black and white movie. We okay. Haven't, we haven't watched an old one in a while. I'm excited already. Yeah. Right. I've never seen it, but I've heard uh, a lot of good things about a movie called 12 Angry Men. Oh. I mean, I've not seen the movie version, but I've seen like a play. Yeah? Yeah. Like in person? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think it was a school thing, but still. Yeah. Well, this might be better. I would hope so. I mean, you know, your your pal Billy was... I mean, he was fine as juror number three, but... It's no know. Peter Fonda. Exactly. <laughs> Henry, Henry Fonda, I think. <laughs> Some Fonda. I think it's Henry. Yeah. yeah. Jack Lemmon, I think he's in that uh, too. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think maybe Ed Begley Sr.? Ooh, the dad. I believe. The yeah. old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, but yeah, I've heard good things, and I've just never seen it. Neither have so. I. I mean, the, I do know the story. Like, so, like, part of me there is like, yeah, you know, but, I mean, I... I know the gist, but I don't know, like, I don't know the right, whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I'm still down to watch it. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Nice. Well, which should be about the same amount of... Um, Angry Men, we see it on Free Comic Book Day when, Probably. when they, when they get their sketch from you. Yep. <laughs> or do you want to switch this up and watch the more recent Tony Danza version of Tony Danza? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that a one man show? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> uh, well, he proved in, uh, what was in Don John? Don John. That yeah, he's, he's great. He's knows yeah. what he's doing now. Yep. I mean, not that he didn't always, but. He's, I mean, I think everybody. Like the word religion and spiritual, yeah, it just kind of one notes tone, right? But he's he was great in Don Don. Yeah, Yeah, no original twelve angry men. I'm down. I'm down. Cool. I will snag it from the library unless unless we have a copy floating around, but they have it there. So cool, cool. Alrighty then. Well, uh, I guess we'll do that next week. Hopefully, sweet. I'm gonna go uh, wash my feet. All right. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Gutter Trash.